Jenkins and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's a busy time if you're a sports fan in the Valley with Camp Johnson. Hopefully Chris Paul coming back soon. Hopefully Devin Booker not too far after that. And of course the Arizona Cardinals in the middle of their head coaching search after hiring Monty Austin Ford to be their general manager and joining us right now from the Cardinals headquarters there in Tempe, the Dignity Health Health Quarters, headquarters I should say, for the Cardinals. Our good buddy Darren Urban from azcardinals.com joining us here on the Burns and Gambo show to talk all things Cardinals. D. Herbs, what's going on, my friend? How we doing? All right, before we get started, Alec wants to know, uh, because you never quite got around to it on the air, I don't believe, how are you feeling about Corona Del Sol's colors these days? What are we, what are we doing? <laughs> Because I think you'd like to something out there in the world. Uh, I I, I thought I responded on social media. You did. That's true. That's true. Was that not enough to to satisfy the the monster on this one? I mean, I don't know what to tell you on that. I didn't go to Corona, so I'm kind of like Switzerland in this. Well, I I, I feel bad that I broke your kid's heart that I I jokingly, 100% jokingly, ripped the colors of our shared alma mater because I I went to Corona like Saban Lee did, like your son did, and and I just made a, a harmless joke, I thought, about the the orange and yellow color pairing of our alma mater. But but if your son is listening right now, Alec... Oh, he's listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alec. I feel bad. Your, your, your father has, has effectively hijacked the first 60 seconds yeah, of this conversation. I was going to say, I'm sure your listeners are thrilled. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're... Look, I wanted to talk about bad color schemes, too, so I'm right there well, with you. Well, it's, it's, oh, I, think, I think we've had our, our share of that, for sure. Darren, you've, you've covered a lot of this and a lot of moments like this throughout the years and yeah. the time that you've covered the NFL and the time that you've covered the Arizona Cardinals. How, how often do you find that a team or the Cardinals in, in specifically tend to go opposite from whatever they had in their last head coach and how, if at all, do you think that influences this head coaching search? Well, I mean, I, I think it happens all the time. I mean, I, I think it, it, it happens f- for teams that aren't just the Cardinals, but if you just take the Cardinals as an example, um, you know, Ken Wisenhunt was a little bit more of a hardliner. Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians had that, you know, I, I'm hard on them on the field and then I'll hug them afterwards. But Bruce Arians was never known as a, you know, really clamp down kind of guy in a lot of ways. Uh, Steve Wilkes was. Cliff Kingsbury wasn't. So will they go, you know, more, you know, hardline, old school type of feel? I mean, I guess I wouldn't be shocked. Um, but there's a lot of things that are involved in this whole process right now that they've got to very uh, carefully consider. And uh, that, uh, to me, that's just one of them. Although the, the number of times that Monty Austinfort talked about accountability and the number of times Michael Bidwell has talked about accountability over the past month uh, de- definitely gets your attention. There's several coaching candidates that are out there, Darren, and one of them I want to specifically zero in on is Brian Flores, who has garnered a lot of favoritism since the Austin Fort hire, given their connection back in New England. Just on like a base level, what would Brian Flores bring to this team if he is the next man for this job? Well, I'm kind of glad you said base level because I'm going to be honest. I don't know a lot about Brian Flores. I know you know that he was a coach down in Miami, and I know that didn't end well and, and all the things after that. I mean, I, I think there's no question what little I know about him. He would be your, your hardliner, your old school kind of guy. Um, and could they use that? I, I, I could see how they could use that. I mean, I can make arguments where they don't necessarily need 
total hard, you know, old school hardliner. You know, to for me, when you say Brian Flores, the first thing I think of is less about maybe that part of it for me, and then it, you're bringing a defensive coach. So then who becomes your offensive coordinator? Who is the guy that's charged with developing Kyler Murray? Because right. so many of their candidates are defensive candidates, which means you're, you're going to be counting on somebody you don't even know yet who would be the offensive coordinator uh, that would be charged with, with getting your quarterback to the next level, and I think that's so huge for this team, among other things that are huge for this team. Darren Urban joining us from azcardinals.com here on the Burns and Gambo Show talking about the Cardinals coaching search and and I was thinking about that exact same thing. I think it was a Schefter tweet today after the Greg Roman news came down. And I'm not for any, any brief stretch of time suggesting Greg Roman is OC for the Cardinals. But he mentioned that there are like 10 teams now, basically a third of the league, that's looking for a new offensive coordinator. And yeah. so for the Cardinals, I mean, you talk about a marketplace to compete in. That I, I'm not trying to take away from the head coaching search. That's obviously of paramount importance. Yeah. But certainly... Certainly, who the next OC is going to be, given that they're competing with a third of the league. If they go defense, that's going to be a really fascinating search to watch from afar. Well, I agree with that 100%. And, and that's why, okay, exactly what ends up happening. Now, you know, Michael Bidwell keeps talking about casting the net far and wide. I'm not 100% convinced that we've heard all the names that we're going to hear. So we still might hear some more, and we might hear some more offensive names. There's some pretty good young offensive assistants that are still floating around in the playoffs that could possibly get in the mix. I don't know anything, but I'm saying that that's yeah. still possible. Uh, you know, and Frank Reich is a guy that, that that knows how to work with a quarterback position. Now, is Frank Reich the guy who is going to come in and – you know, get in everybody's face. I don't know if I don't know if he's that guy. But again, all these things can be handled in certain ways, and you can still be the quote unquote alpha male without necessarily being a yeller and a screamer. So, you know, I, that's why they go through the uh, interview process, and that's why it's so hard doing what we're doing right now is because we we don't really know these guys. We certainly don't know the assistants very well. Uh, you know, the Demeco Ryan's of the world. We don't know them very well unless we covered them as players, which I did not. Um, and, you know, so it's hard to get a good sense of what exactly they're trying to bring to the table and, and exactly how they would handle some of this stuff. So if I may, because it sounds like, based off of your comment, that Bidwell casting a far and wide net for this search and you thinking that this search is not necessarily, like this isn't the last of the candidates that we have heard for this position. You're, you're making it seem like, or at least I'm getting the sense that this coaching search may take a lot longer because the GM finding, if I'm not mistaken, took about a week or a little over a week, right? Well, I mean, there's a couple things involved here with that. Number one, um, there's a lot fewer open head coaching positions than there have been most years. There's only five openings. So the, the, the pool of teams that need coaches is smaller than normal. So maybe maybe the urgency gets let up a little bit. That's number one. Number two, um, if you're looking for a, a guy who's potentially still in the playoffs, that's not happening anytime soon. I right. mean, you can go down that road and reportedly they are going to talk to Ryan's, for instance, who's a coach with the, the 49ers, of course. But if they stay alive in the playoffs, nothing's going to happen officially. Um, so I, I and I and I think they. Uh, while I think they're moving at a quick pace in terms of talking to these people, you you want to make the right call. I mean, this is obviously this is huge. Any head coaching hire is huge, um, but where they are right now, and with Michael Bidwell just now getting to know uh, Monty Awesome Ford a little bit more this week, 
beyond you know what they how they interviewed and everything. Um, you know, maybe it takes a little bit longer for everybody to get on the same page for this. I don't know. You know, I don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but um, you know, will I be surprised if it takes a couple three weeks? No, I, I won't be. Um, and again, now that you have the GM in place, most of what needs to be done right now is on the GM's plate. It wouldn't be on the head coach's plate anyways. Uh, last one for Darren Urban from azcardinals.com. Certainly not asking you to read minds here, but but as best you can, read the putt and see which way it's breaking. I, I, I tend to believe in the guy who's been the head coach before giving it another shot over the first-timer. Is there any kind of an inclination towards that? Because that's also sort of the opposite of what we saw with Cliff four years ago during this cycle, or is am I misreading the putt? I, I don't know if you're misreading the putt. I, 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 I don't think that that would be... I, I think that would be something front of mind to, to consider, um, but I don't think they're going to push aside uh, somebody who really wows them and say, "Well, but he hasn't done it before, so we're going to we're going to take a pass." Uh, I don't think that's a great way to approach it either. So I, I think at this point um, they're trying to keep an open mind the best they can. You know, if a guy like Reich or a guy like Flores who has done it in this league. Um, Excels in their interviews, then yeah, they, that could give them another tick on the on the chart to say maybe we should go in this direction. But I, I don't think that that's any necessarily that's not necessarily a lock. Okay. Well, if anything, we solved the problem of my ongoing battle with your son and our That's alma true. mater. So I'm glad we, you know, we're, we're, we're fixing the world's problems one problem at a time. I'm going to be able to sleep a lot better tonight, Benji. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Your your sleep is of paramount importance I'm to me, sure. too, Darren. And so. to all the listeners out there. <laughs> a well-rested Darren Urban is a better Darren Urban for all of us. I think we can all agree on that topic. Sure. Thanks, Serbs. We appreciate it. All right. See you guys. Yeah. Darren Urban from azcardinals.com, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. 